I may be Tamara Kwatigana manager mining, but I know that to the eyes of many, I represent the many women that will come after me. A love for geology got Tamara Kwatigana interested in the world of mining. Today, she has propelled herself to becoming Exara's first female mine manager at its Belfast coal operation. Hi, I'm Laura Cornish, Editor-in-Chief of Mining Review Africa, and welcome to our special Women of Impact podcast series. This month, we pay homage to women like Tamara, who are making great strides in African mining. Let's join the discussion with Senior Editor Gerard Peter, who chats to Tamara about her remarkable achievements in coal mining. Tamara, thank you very much for joining us on our special Women of Impact in Mining podcast series. Firstly, Tamara, can you give us a bit of your background as to how you got to where you are today? Thanks, Alexander, and uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for the opportunity. So, yeah, I'm a typical girl uh, from Durban. So one may wonder how did I end up um, working as a mining engineer because we definitely don't have mines in Devon. So I left home uh, many months ago uh, to go and study at the University of Johannesburg. Uh, when I left home, my intention was to go into geology because uh, I was familiar with geology by then. Uh, but then when I got to university, I was actually advised uh, by the dean uh, then to rather explore mining because mining had a bit of everything. It's got a bit of geology, it's got a bit of metallurgy, a bit of survey. Uh, so I was sold and then I, I, I did my mining engineering uh, through UJ. And then uh, I got a sponsor through Anglo Coal and then I worked uh, with Anglo Coal. I started working for them in 2008 uh, as a miner. Then in 2010, I was appointed uh, to a shift boss where now I was in charge of two sections. In 2011, I, I, I set uh, for my mine manager certificate of competency uh, and, and got it. And, and then thereafter, I was moved to their um, shared services where I was assisting in developing um, procedures for the Anglo call opencast operations. And then later that year, I moved uh, to their opencast operation. I think it was Chrome Dry at that time or Landau. Uh, where I worked in the planning department. 2013, um, I joined Exaro as a senior mining engineer in the Ajotejalek operation uh, in Limpopo. Uh, I worked there as a senior mining engineer, relieving the soups uh, when they needed to go off on leave or when they were not at work. And then uh, in 2014, September, I was appointed as their first female uh, superintendent. Uh, I, I worked as a superintendent for about uh, five years, and then uh, last year, July, I was appointed as Zara's uh, first manager mining um, here at the first uh, coal uh, operation. So tomorrow, tell us, what made you decide to leave behind the coast and the sunshine and pack your bags to Gauteng to pursue a career in mining? To be honest, um, I, I think my passion uh, for geology, which actually later resulted in a passion for the mining industry as a whole, uh, was birthed by my geography teacher. We had a very amazing geography teacher. I remember her very well, uh, Mrs. Khan. Uh, she, she studied geology and she worked in the mines um, for a short stint in her life before she, she joined uh, the teaching uh, faculty. So she always has to tell for days about the mining industry and the work that she actually did. 
Um, and I think because of the fact that I admired her as a human being, so it became easier for me to gravitate uh, towards something that uh, she enjoyed. And I must say, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, my, my time in the mining industry. It's a very unique sphere. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Mm. Tamara, can you tell me what does it feel like to be appointed the first female mine manager at Exaro? And secondly, you are part of an operation which is a first in the region, which is a digitally connected mine in Belfast. Can you explain how this all feels? For me, the appointment as the first uh, female manager mining, more than anything, it's a humbling appointment. I think to, to have people that actually believe in me, to say that I can actually execute this role has been such a, a, a humbling uh, a feeling. And then secondly, it's also, it's, it's a huge responsibility. I think I'm not going to downplay it, especially since I understand very well that I may be Tamara Kwatigana manager mining, but I know that to the eyes of many, I represent the many women that will come after me. So whether I succeed or fail, it's, it's, it's not going to be Tamara succeeded or Tamara failed, you know, it's going to be, oh, okay, women are capable of doing this. Oh, oh no, you know, we gave a woman a chance and then unfortunately she didn't make it. So women are not capable of this. So as much as it's a humbling um, opportunity, it's also a very, um, it, it, it's an opportunity that I don't take for granted because I know that I represent every other Tamara that's going to come after me. So whatever I do, I always keep that in mind to say, um, my success is actually when I make sure that it's easier for the next Tamara to be appointed and they don't have to go through the same hoops and the same hurdles that I had to go through to prove themselves. Everybody will understand that, you know, women are capable of delivering the same results as men. And then you can actually maybe get to a point where it's no longer about being, you know, a female manager mining. I'm just a manager mining and I can deliver the same results that my other colleagues can deliver. And then secondly, mm. uh, working for a digital and connected mine is, is a very exciting opportunity, I'm not going to lie. And the fact that it's a new op uh, operation, it's not just the digital leg, it's the fact that you actually get to implement these digital systems on a new operation. I think it, it, it's literally a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity because once, uh, for starters, I think not many of us can actually say uh, we've worked in Greenfield operation, you know, we've started new mines. So the opportunity to start a new mine and then give it that digital flavor where you're not just thinking your traditional mining, you're thinking how can we optimize the operation instead of now talking, you know, your digital, your, your typical uh, track and shovel operation, you start thinking how do we digitize this process? How do we make sure that we remove the people from the face of danger and actually start thinking towards automation? So it, it's really a once in a lifetime opportunity that I'm very grateful for. Mm. Tomorrow, I've had the opportunity of being uh, of, of visiting Belfast, and one of the things that I noticed was the operation room, and there were a lot of young, uh, you know, uh, employers, a lot of millennials. Uh, does this workforce, this younger workforce, does it make it easier for you to to relate to them, to also implement uh, new ideas? And also to get rid of the fact that, you know, uh, women are more than capable of doing this sort of job. 
A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think one of the things that we actually find very challenging uh, in the mining industry is the fact that it's 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 dominated by your older people. When you try and bring in new initiative, you know, there's always going to be that voice that ah, we tried that ten years ago and it didn't work. But now we're trying it with a different flavor, with a digital flavor. So maybe it can work. So, so we don't have to go through those discussions where you sit around the boardroom and you pitch ideas and you come and think, you try to think initiatives. And somebody said, no, we've tried that before and it didn't work. So it, it, it's really a great opportunity where, uh, like you said, we, we almost all of us are millennials, which actually makes Belfast uh, a quite exciting and unique operation. Um, but I think I'm, I'm also not going to downplay that there are challenges to only having um, millennials, you know, the majority of the workforce, because I think most of us are still on a path uh, to prove ourselves. So there's also that, you know, uh, subtle competition that actually tends to take place when you've got a younger workforce that is still trying to prove themselves and each person still wants to shine. Mm. Uh, it's interesting that you mentioned competition and a lot of Exaro's uh, uh, younger employees are, are trendsetters already. Uh, a lot of your colleagues at at Belfast, uh, such as uh, Pleasure and Zinzi, uh, does this help you to to push yourself even further to want to 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 excel at what you're doing? It 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 really does. It really does. I mean, you mentioned uh, Pleasure Nisi, who's actually made a name for himself in the in the digital sphere within the mining industry. Uh, I've worked with people like Mudlem uh, Chengu, who won uh, the Standard Bank uh, uh, Women Award. So I I, I think as much as you know, it, it it's also give us the drive. For me, it's also comforting to know that I'm surrounded by such a wealth of information so I can easily tap into someone when you need, you know, you need to solve a problem. Like, for instance, Bunte is actually a very close friend of mine and um, actually consider her to be a coach of mine too and a mentor of mine. So I know with some challenges when I have or different scenarios when I, 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 I hit a roadblock at work, I know I can pick up the call and I can call her and then she can give me guidance. Even the same with pleasure, even the same with Musa Mabasa, who also, also won um, last year's uh, Standard Bank Rising Star. So mm. you, you, you said it, I think Exaro is genuinely blessed to have such young stars that are making a mark for themselves. We will continue our conversation with tomorrow after this short message. It will never be the same. The new normal is business unusual. At Mining Review Africa, we want to partner with you to ensure that your brand is still visible in these unprecedented times. That's why we're offering you a bouquet of digital marketing choices to ensure that your company is still top of mind with your clients. This includes podcasts, partner profiles, videos, and webinars. Want to know more? Click on the Engage tab on miningreview.com today to find out how we can give you more bang for your digital buck. Welcome back to our conversation with Tamara Kwatakana, Exoro's first female mine manager. Can you just tell me tomorrow, what are some of the challenges that, that you face in, in, in your role and, and how do you overcome these? Uh, to be honest, I think the fact that there's still not a lot of women in the boardrooms um, still remains a challenge. Um, sometimes uh, people, I, I think they're not used to working with women yet. 
that when they see a woman, um, the, their first instance is that she probably doesn't know what she's doing. So as women, we constantly have to find ourselves having to prove ourselves. There's one thing that I always tell my, my, my male colleagues is that when, when somebody sees you know, a man in the mining industry, they first give them the benefit of the doubt. And then it's for the men to actually prove that they, they don't know what they're doing. When, when you're a woman, on the other hand, people first assume that you don't know what you're doing and then you must prove yourself before people actually start taking you seriously. And then I've also realized that a lot of people respect hierarchy, which is something that I really, uh, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, when, when I approach, when they don't know who I am, I'm just another young lady who probably doesn't know what they're doing until I introduce myself. And then it's like, oh, it's Tamara. Then all of a sudden I'm given the respect that I feel I should be given anyway without people knowing who I am. So I think those, those are still the challenges that we as, as, as women face, you know, like I say, we must prove ourselves up front first before we are given the respect that we sometimes deserve. Mm. But on the other hand, uh, Tamara, do you find that a lot of your uh, colleagues uh, at work uh, come to you uh, for advice or suggestions, not just about you know work situations, but also from a personal point of view, because of the fact that you are female, uh, and females are known to have more EQ, uh, to be more compassionate. Do you find that happening? It does. It does. I, I genuinely believe that as, as women leaders, we do relate differently um, to the people that we serve. Um, you, 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 you're right. I mean, I mean, people will come and then they may start, you know, with a work-related uh, problem and then as they get comfortable and as you keep on talking then they do open up and then they, they may end up you know discussing their personal lives you know sharing the fact that they are frustrated so yes uh, women leaders we do bring that that higher eq than than the our male colleagues uh, necessarily have not that they don't have any but i think <laughs> as, as women it's, it's, it's in our natural nature to actually nurture and care and I think it's also coming out very clearly during this COVID phase. You know, for, for most people, when, when, you, when you're looking at the COVID, you're looking at the steps, you're looking at how many people are infected, how many people are recovering. But I actually find myself sometimes late in the night uh, talking to some of, uh, of my operators that have tested positive just to find out how are they doing? You know, how's the family doing? Are you okay? Do you need to talk to somebody? Because it, it goes beyond you just being uh, an operator of mine or somebody that, you know, assists me with, uh, with production. I always say this, that uh, leadership is actually a serving pro, uh, position. And, and, and I believe that's one of the things that actually guide me to say, those people are not working for me. I'm actually serving them. So I go beyond just asking about production. It's actually just to make sure that as, as, as a person, are you okay? How are you dealing with this? So I think as women, yes, we do bring that to the table. Tomorrow, let, let's talk about, you know, the current COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, the the challenges of, with, 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 with people, people that fall ill, with families working from home, etc. Now, in the broader scope of, of a woman uh, advancing their career, career in the mining field, is does the mining industry do enough to create opportunities? 
opportunities for women to say, well, I'm going to stop, I'm going to have a family, I'm going to take a few months off and I'm going to continue my career? Or is it structured in a way that says, well, wait, hold on, I'm about to start a family and that's the end of my career on an operational point of view. I need, now need to start looking into, you know, the more corporate sphere. To be honest, I think a lot has changed um, in the industry. Uh, for instance, I have a child myself. I've got an 11-year-old. I remember when I had my child uh, back in 2009, it, it, it was a different ball game. I remember at some point, uh, my mind overseer, you know, was sitting around the table to say, no, we need to be able to manage women. So when you guys have a career discussion, you must actually indicate to us when do you plan to start a family? And then I, I think those are invasive questions that I don't think any woman will want to put, you know, on their career plan to say, hmm, in 2021, I intend, you know, to start having a family. Because like you're saying, you know, rightfully so, some of it may actually be used uh, to limit the growth of some women. Let's be honest, if, if, if I know that somebody in my department, you know, is going to have a baby next year, uh, I would probably start working around that, maybe finding a replacement for that person, which is not necessarily the mentality that we, we want to have. We don't want to be replaced. When we go on maternity leave, obviously, yes, we're going to need somebody to step in for us. But I must say, you know, in 2020, where we are now, times have really changed. Uh, I think it, it's really easier for us women to, to still find the balance between, you know, raising a family and also climbing um, the operational ladder, because it's different from the corporate ladder, you know, you can still go, um, give birth to a child, go for maternity leave, and come back and, and actually still progress in, in your career. There's not necessarily a detergent, you know, just, after, just because you've had a child. I was listening to an interview yesterday um, where Vanisha uh, from, from Izaro was talking, and she actually said, you know, that it, it, the, the advice that she always give women is that we need to stop playing victims. I think us going out, uh, giving birth is actually a natural process. You know, it, it, it's part of um, the whole value chain. And I think the mining industry has really diversified enough that uh, there are procedures in place. You know, I mean, back then there were not even procedures to say, how do we actually manage a woman that's about to go off? Now there's even procedures that says when a woman comes back from maternity leave, you know, she can be put in, in, in a low-risk area, let's say a woman that's working underground and she's still breastfeeding, she can be put in low-risk tasks that she, that she can continue to breastfeed, you know, after immediately coming back to work. So there's a lot that the industry has actually done to turn the tide around that I'll, I'll just, just refer again to what Venetia said, to say um, there's a lot of procedures in place. And then the onus is us, on, on us women to actually make sure that we don't play victim and fall trap uh, to small things that are not necessarily there to deter us. Maybe it's just a procedure that does not necessarily exist at that time. Mm. Tomorrow, that's very, very interesting advice. Um, let's move on to some of the highlights of your career. If you could list one or two, what would those be at this point? Uh, I, I think obviously the biggest one is is the fact that you know I'm, I'm currently uh, I was appointed as Exaro's first um, female uh, manager mining, 
And then uh, when I worked at Khurtekh uh, uh, which is a, a big uh, call operation, I was also appointed as their first um, superintendent. And, and I think also for me, one of the highlights uh, when I look back, I actually, the, the, the people that I've served with and I've seen them go up in the ranks, you know, the people that I've assisted uh, to actually grow, groom, and then uh, seeing them develop. Uh, speaking of which, uh, at Halek, there was a very brilliant young man uh, that I worked with. Um, and when I got there, he was, you know, in the lower ranks and, and a graduate. Um, but I think sometimes, you know, uh, when we start our careers, we make mistakes. Mistakes that actually haunt us and they follow us for the rest of our careers. So I think that young man made mistakes, like almost all of us do when he started his career. And he was, you know, sort of like listed and labeled a, a black ship and nobody wanted uh, to give him an opportunity. And then I, I worked with that young man. Uh, when I left GG, he was actually um, a mine overseer, which, which is something very brilliant. And he's a brilliant young man. You know, it's not that he was not capable, but I think his reputation uh, was just, you know, running faster than, um, than the good work that he was doing. So th those are some of the things that when I look back, they really give me a warm feeling in my heart and they're just highlights of my career. Great stuff. And then finally, Tamara, if you had to have a few words of advice for any young woman who want to follow in your footsteps, what would those be? I think first and foremost, uh, we must be willing to do the work as women. Um, I mean, I'm going to say the dirty work. We miners, you know, we, we call miners. So working with debt is actually part of our job. It, it, it's very easy for, for the, the men that we work with to actually step up sometimes and do the things that we are supposed to be doing. But if I can give advice to women who are starting up, don't fall into that trap of, you know, having people make your job easier for you. They can, they can enable you to do your job, but they mustn't make your job easier for you to the point where you're not given an opportunity to prove yourself. Sometimes it starts as something small like, oh, no, no, don't leave that. You know, it looks heavy. Don't do it. And then as a woman, we get accustomed to having, you know, the gentlemen around us do things for us. And, and, and then we sort of fall back and, 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 and we, we don't get ahead and we don't prove ourselves. So that's one thing I, I, I would actually, the first thing I would give to women, to say be willing, be willing to do the work. It pays off. And then secondly, get, get a mentor as, as early as possible. I think if, if I could go back in my career and have a do-over, that's one thing that, that I would actually do. I think a, a mentor, not just in, in, in Exaro, for instance, you know, not just in your main uh, department, have, have a mentor outside, you know, uh, your, your organization. Just somebody that when you hit... Um, when you hit a roadblock, you can pick up the phone and call somebody and say, I've got this situation, uh, please advise me. So, so that, that's very NB. And then to also let on what Vanisha said yesterday, as women, we really need to sit back sometimes and not play victim. You know, some things happen in our careers and it's not because we are women. We go through certain situations, we go through certain challenges, and it may not necessarily be because we're women. So you need to be able to distinguish those things. For instance, if somebody is challenging you, you need to be able to sit back and say, are they challenging my competency or are they challenging the fact that I'm a woman? Because I think we lose a lot of learning opportunities because we take a lot of things, you know, every time we challenge, we're like, oh, is it because I'm a woman? Every time somebody questions that, oh, is it because I'm a woman? No. 
sometimes they're not generally not questioning you as a woman, they're questioning your competency or understanding. And sometimes we lose those learnings. And, and, and another thing is uh, don't lose opportunity to learn. Even if it comes, you know, with you being questioned because you are a woman, there's always something for you to learn. So don't lose opportunity to learn because it comes dressed as um, somebody challenging you because you're a woman. There's always an opportunity to learn. So if, if I could give advice to my younger self, those are the things that I would actually um, tell myself. Wow, Tamara, you certainly leave us with words of wisdom, not just for young women, but I think also for women that are already in the mining industry. Tamara, thank you very much for your time and for being such an inspiration to the many women in Africa who are in the mining sector. It's been a pleasure and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe to our weekly podcast, which is available on all popular podcast platforms. Give us a five-star rating and share deep insights with your social network. Also, log on to miningreview.com to access our webinars, videos, industry insights, and the latest mining news. Until next week, goodbye and stay safe.